Hello and welcome to the Still Figuring It Out podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Sigmund, and I don't have it all figured out, but I'm on an adventure to keep learning and keep growing, and I invite you to join me. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode two of the Still Figuring It Out podcast. I wanted to let y'all know something crazy happened to me last week. I listened to my first podcast. I don't know if people do that. I don't know if podcasters uh, listen to themselves after they release something um, because this is the first time I've done it, so it was new to me. I remember hearing a story about Donald Glover, the uh, actor. He's also a musician, uh, Childish Gambino. And he, I guess, told this story about how he was listening to his own music when he picked up a friend. And the friend was like, wait, you listen to yourself? And he's like, yeah, of course. I make good music. I like listening to good music. Why wouldn't I listen to myself? And I think that's a great story because... Well, I can relate. I also make music, and I listen to my own music sometimes. Not exclusively, not always, but I, I listen to it because, well, what's the point of making something if you can't enjoy it? But listening to my podcast, that was a little bit different. Listening to my voice, you know, it's it's a little cringy. I, I don't know if, if anyone can relate to that, but I did have a little bit of an epiphany, and I think that you could relate to this as well. And I'm wondering, how often do you listen to yourself? So I have this idea that you probably have learned some wisdom along the way. You've probably picked up things here and there, and you probably have friends who might even ask your advice sometimes. So just imagine what type of advice you would be giving your friend. Well, often you do have some good advice and you do have some good things to say, but how often do you actually listen to yourself? How often do you take your own advice? How often do you actually apply any of the good ideas that you have to your life? Well, so this is this is part of why I'm going to be listening to my own podcast. I don't know if I'm going to always do it, I don't know. I'm still figuring it out. But I do um, want you guys to know that this is part of my journey. And so these things I'm talking about, it's because it's things that I think that I need to hear. And so I just wanted to um, to make a little note about that. And you're, you're probably going to hear children in the background. You're probably going to hear my squeaky chair because I'm a real person. And I'm doing this in my house. And uh, I think I'm just going to leave all that stuff in there because it just makes it more real, right? That I'm just a person uh, making this podcast. I actually was laughing at myself when I listened back to that first episode because at one point I said something about, we have a great theme song, which is true. The theme song I'm very proud of because it's a song I wrote called Still Figuring It Out. But who is we? (laughs) <laughs> did I have a mouse in my pocket was you know 
was was my cat Willow actually in the room with me while I was saying that? Uh, no, um, but I guess I'm already including you in the we of this because a podcast is is really only a podcast when there's someone else listening. And well, technically, I'm also <laughs> listening to myself. So not only am I the host, I'm also a listener. I don't know if that counts as saying we and talking in plural yet. Probably not. Um, but uh, again, the fact that anyone else is listening to this right now means um, I'm, I'm in this place of honor and privilege. And it's a, it's a huge responsibility that you would actually allow me to put some ideas in your head. And uh, I don't take that lightly one bit. Uh, as a matter of fact, I do see it as an honor and a privilege and a, a huge responsibility. And I've, like I've been saying, I'm not necessarily an expert because I'm still figuring it out. The first episode was about killing cats, which it wasn't really. It was really about curiosity. And curiosity is going to be a key element uh, moving forward with, with all of this because we have to stay curious. Curious about ourselves, curious about others, curious about the things that really matter in life. One, one ironic thing that I caught myself saying in that first episode is earlier I said, you know, I, I really believe in nonviolence. And then I said a little bit later that I was eating a steak. So obviously some people would see that as like, well, you, you believe in nonviolence and yet you're okay with animals dying so that you can have food. And so I guess another thing I want to say up front is that, you know, we can hold certain ideals and fall short of them. Uh, you know, we can, uh, we're, we're actually full of contradictions and, and paradoxes. And so, yes, the person who is vegan is, is more nonviolent when it comes to how uh, they eat their food. And so <laughs> there's, there's going to be things like that that I, I catch myself saying, and I'm, I'm not concerned about that because, again, it's, it's all about uh, showing up. We're not going to get it all right. We're not going to get it all perfect. But we are still trying to learn and get better. So before I move on to this, uh, the topic of today, I do just want to share a little bit about what I'm up to. Uh, I am currently putting out um, music, some praise songs that we do at FaithBridge. Uh, my, my church, Faith Bridge United Methodist Church in Blowing Rock. Um, I also just put out a book related to the first recording project that I did. Uh, I called it Songs from the Mount. So Jesus preached his Sermon on the Mount, and it's found in Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7. And so I actually put out three EPs. Matthew 5, Matthew 6, and Matthew 7, and I called the whole thing Songs from the Mount because it was songs taken right out of the words that Jesus preached in the Sermon on the Mount. Well, now I've written more words about those songs, which are the words from the Sermon, and I called that Meditations from the Mount. I also like the wordplay because I live in the mountains of North Carolina, so here I am on the mount, from the mount, um, relaying these these words of Jesus's 
because as, as Christian as we talk about being as a nation, as, as much as we, you know, talk about our Christianity or our faith affecting how we vote and how we live, not a lot of Christians really focus on what Jesus actually said. And so I kind of want to change that with these songs, with this book. Um, it's just some of my thoughts about what Jesus says. And obviously, it's just the beginning. There's a lot more to be said, a lot more to be understood, and a lot of wisdom to really try to try out, to, to, try, to test it out, to see, uh, actually, is this a better way of life? Is this a way of um, bettering myself and bettering the world. So I'd love for you to check that out. I've got it on Amazon. Um, it's called Meditations from the Mount. Okay, that's enough for an intro. Let's get to this week's topic. So the last song I just released, uh, it was actually two songs. One was called Limitless and one was called One. Well, that song Limitless is actually a song based on a saying that we have at FaithBridge. And that is that love has no limits. And we're mostly talking about God's love, that God's love has no limits because love with limits is not love. So we, we have been saying this at, at FaithBridge, that love has no limits. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about limits <laughs> and how how this topic can be really a little confusing because we are limited creatures as human beings we are so very limited and yet we can fathom this idea of something being unlimited you know something that that really just this never ends that never stops I think we really struggle with this idea because our worldview really always revolves around scarcity, it seems like. Um, you know, we focus so much on the economy, we focus so much on supply and demand, and we, we focus on resources that are limited. And again, we as human beings are very limited in our, our time and resources, our energy, you know, we have to stop and rest. We have to set limits. Actually, we need more limits in our lives a lot of times. So we can't even fathom something that doesn't have limits. We can't fathom something that goes on forever. And I guess one of the closest things I can think of is outer space, right? We think about the whole universe, the, you know, the galaxy and the multiverse even, just going on and on and on forever that will never get to the end. And we even have this idea that the universe is continuing to grow. It's getting bigger. So it's it's almost like creation is continuing to happen um, in every possible direction around us at all times. So that, that seems pretty limitless. Uh, unlimited, no no boundaries there. But I'm, I'm turning around and also saying that we actually do need boundaries. We do need limits in a lot of areas in our lives in order to actually um, be set free and actually uh, to, to live healthy, happy lives. So 
when I'm talking about think something that is uh, limitless, I'm mainly talking about this concept of love. And not just any type of love, not how we love pizza or tacos or how I love my wife, but this idea in the in the Bible, there the word is agape. This this God's love, uh, the love that is endless. You know, that that's the kind of love I'm I'm going to be talking about in this episode. And the song, still figuring it out, is really that's what a name in that song that I'm still trying to figure out is love. Like when we talk about love and we talk about an unlimited love, like what is that? And how do we live that out? How is this even possible? So that's, that's what I want to talk about a little bit right now. So the book of John puts it like this, that God is love. So not just that God is loving or that God has the characteristic of love, but that God is love. And remember last episode, you know, that the word God, it really even falls short as to what we're even talking about. We're really talking about something so huge that we use the metaphorical word God. Um, but, but what John is helping us see is that that really what we're talking about is love, that the, the spirit of love somehow brought forth all of creation. This spirit of love somehow made it to where uh, trees grow and you and I were born and that we live and somehow the universe is still uh, functioning in a way that we have air and we... Um, can procreate and we can find joy in small things and um, you know we can have relationships and hardships and all of these things it, it it's basically it all is exists because there is a spirit of love that came before us is here now with us and will go on and on forever and I really do mean forever. I mean, I think when we think about the end of the world or the end of time, I mean, what would, what is that? I mean, maybe our sun explodes. Well, but that's just one sun out of how many, you know, billions of suns or something crazy like that. So this spirit of love is the thing that was not created but existed and exists and will exist, but somehow... You know, what What we believe is that this is the spirit uh, of God that we somehow are invited into, that we somehow can uh, participate in this good work of love. And so the one of the reasons we use the metaphor of a loving parent for God is because when I think about, you know, who is someone that I will love forever, uh, the, one of the first things I think of is, of course, my wife and kids. You know, my kids, when they were born, they didn't do anything for me to love them. They didn't um, earn my love. 
they just <laughs> existed. And I looked at them and I said, I, I love them. Even in the womb, I felt a little kick and I thought, that little creature in there, I, I love that, that thing. And so, so what does that, what does that mean, you know, to, to love? I think it really it has to do with an unlimited acceptance of a person's intrinsic value. That their worth is not depending on their actions, uh, their thoughts or beliefs or their talents or pro- productivity or achievements. You know, love just loves and never stops loving. So, of course, we are not God. We are not unlimited. But part of our growth, part of um, being salt and light in the world is to grow more and more in love. I mean, the wisdom teachers have said in many religions that this is the heart of religion. This is our spirituality is it's all about growing in love. And since love is limitless, it means our growth never stops. We always have more room to grow in loving. That, that, that pretty much sums it up, right? It's, it's just about loving. And to be a person of, of faith or religious person or a spiritual person, it just means no matter what, you choose to love. So, okay, th- this, this is where it gets a little tricky. Does that mean anything goes? I mean, do, do we love murderers and rapists and child molesters? Well, Paul, who was this guy who did a lot to help start the early church, he was also known as Saul, and he was actually uh, in charge of like murdering Christians. But then he had this life-changing experience. He went blind for a while, and then he started seeing the world very differently. Uh, he, he wrote a lot of letters to the early church, and one of the things he says I think is so helpful, and I go back to this idea all the time, especially in dealing with issues of social justice and social change, is that the battle that we are fighting is not against flesh and blood, but the battle we're fighting is against the powers and principalities. In other words, the the fight that we're fighting, you know, good versus evil, it's not actually about fighting other people. Because Jesus says to love even our enemies. The fight is against the spirit of evil that that person might be participating in. And here's the thing. That spirit of evil is first needs to be fought in our lives. So we can always make it more personal to start off with, to think about ourselves, right? Um, We actually have to start by accepting that we are loved and even to love ourselves. Now that seems like maybe counterintuitive or especially from the church perspective, you you're not allowed to do that. Like you're not you're not allowed to say to talk about loving yourself. That sounds selfish and that sounds wrong. But actually 
it's it's right there in the commandment where Jesus says to love your neighbor as you love yourself as you love yourself. So if you don't love yourself, you have no idea how to love your neighbor. So first of all, we accept that we are loved by love itself, which is why I continue to believe that this concept of God is helpful, that we need this. We need to begin with knowing that even when all else fails, everyone else fails, we are loved by love itself, because we exist, because we are here, because love enables us to live. And we accept that love for ourselves, and we love ourselves not based on, you know, our strengths and our achievements, but because we exist, and we're worthy of love because of that. So, at the same time, evil is lurking at our door. I mean, that's just the nature of reality is we have to be on guard against harming others, harming ourselves. There's a lot of harmful thoughts. There's a lot of ways in which um, we are not loving towards ourselves or towards others. Um, And so we have to be opposing evil. So this is where we need to set limits. We, we limit ourselves to make sure that we are within appropriate boundaries in our lives so that we can love. So in some ways, we need more limits, but in some ways, we need less. We don't need to limit how much love we, we give and how much love we show to other people. So here's one example for you. Uh, in, in my personal life, I am a peacemaker. I, I really wrestle a lot of times with people-pleasing. And so, you know, I think the story that I have believed my whole life is that life is easier if I just kind of go with the flow. You know, and if I just kind of adapt to what other people want, then, you know, they're going to like me more. So what that means is I start to blur the boundaries between where I begin uh, and end and where that other person uh, really begins and ends. And if, if I start mirroring to them what I think that they want me to be, I'm really doing a disservice to myself, of course, but also a disservice to them. Because in a relationship... A person wants to be in a relationship with you, not some fake version of you that you think that they would like. Because even if you get them to like you doing that, well, they don't really like you. They like this fake version of you that is not even you. So a boundary there is to say, well, this is who I am, uh, and I'm not going to change because I think you may not like me. Uh, so that's that's a personal boundary of of identity of of being who you are and being okay with that. But at the same time, loving without limits means loving them, even those things that you don't like about them. I mean, Jesus says to love our enemies, and I think this is such a hard teaching because we think that love is a good feeling. And it's not about good feelings. It's about seeing each person as a child of God, 
as a sibling, uh, a brother and sister, you know, as as part of this human race, part of this human family. And we are told to pray for our enemies, which means, you know, we, we pray for the best for them. We want them to be kind of released from the oppression of participating in things that you don't like, you know, or maybe, maybe sometimes, um, they're not necessarily doing anything evil or wrong. We just have a really hard time with certain personalities. Uh, we get, we get kind of triggered for, for whatever reason. And that's when it comes back on us to really do the, some work on why does this person, you know, make me so mad? Why am I so annoyed by this person? And perhaps it it has to do with maybe they show you something about yourself that you don't like. And and so it goes back to self-love. If you can accept your own flaws more, then you can accept other people's flaws more easily. Now, I want to say, and this is really, really important, what I am not saying is that if you are being abused or neglected, that you need to continue to be in that situation. You by no means should allow anyone ever to abuse you or neglect you physically, emotionally, or spiritually. If that is the case in a relationship, loving them is not allowing them to continue to hurt you. The first thing you need to do is get out of that situation. Call someone, get help, report. There are agencies that want to help you. There are um, people ready to help you get out of that situation. Do not let people harm you because if you, you're not loving them by letting them harm you at all. You're actually doing more harm by continuing to let them to hurt you because uh, they're not recognizing your full humanity and they're not experiencing life in the way that they are meant to either if they are continuing to do this type of harm. So once you're safe, you can then allow healing to start to take place. And this is where I want to talk about another aspect of love that has no limits. And it is about forgiveness. Forgiveness is part of your healing. So there's a reason why Jesus tells his disciples not just to forgive seven times, which is a lot. I mean, if somebody hurt me seven times, it would be hard to forgive them um, the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh time. But he says seven times 70 or 77 or, you know, it, I think it's disputed exactly what he says, but it's just a lot, a lot of times. It basically means just keep forgiving. And so this is why. Bitterness and resentment it really is like a cancer. And so the only treatment for that is forgiveness. You're not proving any points to that person by holding on to bitterness and resentment. It's like swallowing poison because you want to hurt someone else. Forgiveness is the, the treatment to, of this of, of this illness. But now, 
forgiveness, one of the reasons we have a hard time doing it is because we think that by forgiving someone, we're saying that what they did was okay. That is not true at all. What you're saying is that was not okay, but I refuse to continue to let that harm be done in me over and over and over again. It says what you did was wrong and I refuse to allow that to continue to hurt me. And again, by turning to forgive that person and choosing to love that person, it doesn't doesn't mean the relationship has to always be exactly the way it was because when you lose trust with someone, it takes time to earn that back. But you at least have to, as far as it depends on you, to live peaceably with others. Meaning, you can forgive someone even if they aren't asking for it. You can forgive someone even if they don't want a relationship with you. But forgiving someone is something that you have to do over and over and over as long uh, as many times as it takes because love has no limits and our forgiveness for others also has no limits and again theologically it's because you know when we mess up as we always do in small ways sometimes larger ways we can receive forgiveness we get more than second chances we get as many chances as we need um, and this is the nature of God is to forgive so that we can continue to be made whole so another place where um, this is really tested you know, loving our enemies forgiving people an area where I'm seeing this as a real struggle is in social media. So I wanted to share, actually, because this song, Limitless, I, I, I released it, I put it out there, and I decided to, to do a little bit of promoting. So I put, I made a little Facebook ad. It was just a link to Spotify to get some people to, to check out the song. And I specifically said, only advertise to people who say that they're Christian and people who say they like Christian music. I thought, well, it's perfect. I mean, it's it's a pretty typical praise and worship song that you would hear played in, in church. So I thought, this will be great. Some people will see this who wouldn't normally see my posts. Um, and I, I just didn't really think anything about it. But sure enough, the trolls came out. Um, there was at least three uh, older guys that were pretty mean to be honest uh one one guy was just so mad that i um posted an ad and he he just was like i am going to block you and ban you and don't ever do this to me again and you know uh, he posted this this thing that said ban all facebook ads and to him i just was like well i am so sorry that you did not like this I told Facebook to only send this to Christian people. I told it to send to, to Christians who liked Christian music, and obviously they made a mistake. Um, and then I said, I also, you know, I really, I, I respect your wishes to never use Facebook because 
Facebook is a business. They're going to have ads. They're going to do these things. But you don't have to be a part of it. That's that's totally fine. Another guy said, don't quit your day job. And again, I was like, wow, okay. That's, that's, uh, I've, I've never actually been told that before, but I, this is, this is what I decided to do. I said, you know, I'm not planning on quitting my day job because my day job is that I'm a pastor and I get to tell people about the love of God and the fact that Jesus calls us to love even our enemies. And so I also want to thank you for giving me this opportunity to, to do just that. So I hope you have a wonderful day. Of course, with all of these posts, I just, I do just try to love them and say, hope you have a great day because this is the thing. I, I wonder about all the, all of these people. What, what would make them be so angry and bitter uh, about a, a Facebook ad, uh, about a Christian song talking about the love of God that has no limits? And I think, well, this is where my empathy can kind of kick in and think, these people seem kind of miserable. Like they must not be happy with their life if they're scrolling through Facebook, get upset about a Christian song on their, on their feed and decide to, you know, be mean to the person who, who did that. So I can stop and say, I really hope the, these people can have some kind of experience that helps turn them around. I hope that they have... Uh, some type of epiphany and they realize that living a life of love is so much more fulfilling and so brings so much more joy to your life you know going around and and criticizing people for for putting art out there (laughs) um, I, I think that they are not really happy with themselves and I think they are probably struggling with loving themselves. They probably haven't really accepted this unlimited love of God. And, and maybe, I don't know, I don't know how, um, how they think that these comments are going to help them feel better about themselves. Um, but I worry about it because I see it a lot. They're not the only ones doing this. Um, somehow, I mean, this that's how we get the schoolyard bullies you know hurt people tend to hurt people and transformed people transform people so this is part of what I'm why I'm doing this podcast talking about some of these issues these things like the love of God which you know I realize I I actually hope to attract um, a wide variety of listeners um, even if some of you don't really believe in God, I I hope that you can believe in a love that has no limits um, and see how we can even love our enemies without being okay with evil in the world, in their lives or in our lives and in systems and in all the places that we see it, we can fight against the spirit of evil, the powers and principalities, and still love and forgive without limits. So I I hope this has been helpful to you. I want to end with one last thing, and that is 1 Corinthians chapter 13 really gives us the best definition 
for this love that I've been talking about. And um, so I do have an album called 13 and I, that's where still figuring it out comes from. Plus I got a couple songs that are straight from that chapter of scripture, but basically what they, what Paul again is saying here is that everything has limits, but three things don't faith, hope, and love. And he says, love is better than all of these because John says God is love and love never stops loving it never fails it keeps no record of wrongs it keeps forgiving it keeps reconciling it just keeps loving and I believe that love really is the only thing stronger than the hate in the world, stronger than the divisions um, that are dividing this nation right now. And it really is, it's cheesy to say, but the answer to so many of the world's problems. But hey, what do I know? I'm just still figuring it out. If you enjoyed any part of this podcast, please be sure to follow and subscribe and rate it generously and please tell your friends about it. I'd love more people to be a part of these conversations so that we can try to make the world a better place.